welcome everybody to the greatest wrestling podcast to ever be conceived, to ever be assembled. We're talking about wrestling with Stooges. I'm your host, Oscar Rendon, and as always, I'm joined by Mr. Broke, Mr. Broke Man himself, <laughs> Tim Roth. What a week. <laughs> It it has been a week. What a week, bro. <laughs> Broke AF is for sure. Not monetarily, but after all the devices and, and and machinery that's broken down around you, you're gonna be broke. I'm gonna I'm gonna break it down for the people real quick. <laughs> Last week my furnace went out. We yes. were out without heat for like three days. Got that fixed finally. Yeah. That was a that was a heavy penny to fix. Uh my truck broke down. There's been some kind of like two days after you got like your your uh, heat fixed. Right. And then there's some kind of transmission issue, some leakage going on with my truck. So had to take that to the dealership. Won't get that back for another three weeks, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. So I'm driving a rental right now. Um, uh, Question, to think. is the rental covered? Or are you paying out of pocket for the rental? Um, paying for it. Mm. Well, I mean, I'm getting some help. Yeah. But... Yeah, it's like 160 bucks a week. So for two weeks at the at the most, I don't know the math on that right now, but um, yeah, it's 160 a week. Actually, the deposit was like five, four hundred, something like that, which seems about right, I guess, for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and then uh, let's just dive right into it. And then we get now we got the Seth Rollins issue going on. <laughs> it's a lot of broken things. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Just right, we're on the on the road to WrestleMania. Yeah. Seth Rollins, uh, as everybody knows by now, has a um, torn, partially torn meniscus and a uh, um, what the MCL yeah. issue. The MCL, bro, it's coming back to haunt him. Well, it's not the ACL. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot worse, but. There's a lot of talk going out there. We, so he's going to kick off Raw tomorrow and yeah. discuss his future, which is never a good thing when somebody has to come out and talk <laughs> about their future. Unless you're Mark Henry. <laughs> yeah, you just swerved him. Which I'm hoping, which I'm hoping is what they're going to do because an MCL and a torn meniscus, from what I've been reading, it at this be, point... It can it, be healed up. By the time WrestleMania comes around... Two, that's two and a half months till yeah. WrestleMania. They say an MCL um, without surgery is like, what, three to four weeks? Yeah. And then with surgery, it's like six weeks at the most, I think. Maybe a little more. It's about six to eight weeks. Yeah. So he, with some rehabbing, he, he could be back by Mania. But here's, here's the issue. And uh, I don't think anyone's talking about this. Because everybody out there is like, well, give him the Roman treatment. Give him the Roman treatment. Have him not defend his title until Mania. True. You can do that. But then Seth Rollins looks like a hypocrite because he has, what's the word? He has criticized that sort of booking for Roman. He has criticized that sort of schedule for Roman. And he said that he wants the World Heavyweight title to be a working man's title. He wants it to be the workhorse title, the, 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 the workhorse world title that the universal title isn't. And so if he doesn't defend the title or if he doesn't at least relinquish it for another champion to be named, 
then he's doing the the exact same thing that he was complaining about when this when this world heavyweight title was created. They created it so that the champion would be there every week, fighting champion. And so that's a that's that's a thing you can do, which is like I said, you can give him the Roman schedule and I saw that like like everybody complaining about, you know, uh how are they how how can you keep the title on him till mania and they're all complaining because you know people don't are just complaining but my thought process is not about them doing it but it's about what what it makes seth's character look like if he keeps it all the way to mania without defending it without doing it after he basically went on a tirade um before the world heavyweight uh tournament last year when he's like Roman's never here. Like we need, we need, we need a fighting champion, and he wants to be that fighting champion. And you can do that. You can have him keep the title up until Mania, but then you can also, in storyline, you know, wise, have CM Punk refer back to when C- when Seth Rollins won it, and, and be like, "I thought you wanted to be a fighting champion. Like you know, like why didn't you relinquish the title? Why didn't you let someone else have an opportunity?" Like you, you can you can go different ways. You can go different paths with this. You either keep it on Seth, but then you can have Punk criticize Seth for doing the exact same thing that Roman's doing, or Seth tomorrow on Monday Night Raw comes out and relinquishes it. How he gets it back by Mania? No fucking clue. Maybe he wins a. Maybe he gets a title match the the week before Mania. Maybe. Who knows? There's, it's a lot of, or maybe it ends up being like a triple threat with whoever's the champion, but then no one wants to see that because the rumor now is that it might be a triple threat between Cody, Rock, and Roman. That's the rumor going around. I'm not 100% sure if it's true. I hope not. I, I'm, 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 I'm 50-50 on it, but if Seth and Punk turns out to be a triple threat i'm like well i don't really care about that because the story is between seth and punk i don't really care about whoever this third person is whether it's damian priest general hall whoever the whoever they put the title on for for that time so they're in a pickle right now <laughs> wwe is yeah and i get what you're saying about the whole you know it's a working man's title and like you know like you said punk could come back and say you know exactly what you said like you're supposed to be a fighting champion blah 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 but man the circumstances you know seth has been busting just as a performer and as the human being like he's been busting his ass for years and you know if there's if there's even the chance that he can still perform at wrestlemania i don't want the title to be relinquished and then somehow like get back to Seth, like, a little before WrestleMania. Like, unless they could do it in a way where, okay, say Seth relinquishes the title. Maybe they put the title on the line in the Rumble match. That could be a possibility. Punk wins that. Punk walks into Mania as champion, and then somehow, by that time, Seth is ready to go, and somehow Seth... um, inserts his way back into that match. Um, 
Maybe they just say, hey, you know what, Seth? You're guaranteed this spot, this match at WrestleMania. If you can make it back in time, you will be in the world title match in the main event with whoever becomes world champion. But what's more interesting, though, CM Punk having to face a champion at Mania to win the title or him walking in as champion? Like, I think... Well, no, I, no I'm saying, like, if they have no other option. Like, I get it, but... Because storyline-wise, even... Because if Seth's coming back at Mania, if they know for sure he's going to be there at Mania, and they go with that idea that you just laid out, it... Hmm. It almost put CM Punk in a weird position. He'd have to be the heel up, up at, at that point then. Or he'd have to do a lot of things because... If he's the champion going in and Seth has to fight back up to earn the match at WrestleMania, CM Punk kind of starts to look like not that much of a babyface, a little bit of a heel, a little bit of like this, like, you know, like, like let's say Seth Rollins comes back two weeks before Mania and he's like, I want my rematch. And CM Punk's like, I can give it to you, but you haven't earned it. It doesn't put CM Punk in the best lighting. And I think right now, WWE is like, you want to keep CM Punk, you know, looking like, I don't know. Like, I want to say a baby face because he's, he's thrown some jabs. He's thrown some things out there. So he's not like a full on like, hey, guys, I'm a good guy. He's more of like, you know, I'm nice when I want to be, but I can be a prick. Yeah. And I don't know. It's. It's a tricky thing because the story they were telling up until that point before Seth's injury, it's like it's been carefully crafted, you know, so that Seth looks like he's got a point. Punk looks like he's got a point. But now with this injury, if they put the title on Punk, like let's say, like you said, they, they put the title on the line in the Rumble. Should someone else win the Rumble then? And then that fucks up CM Punk's plan anyways. Because you don't want CM Punk winning that world title until it's WrestleMania. Like, he's got into WrestleMania as the champion, but I think there's something special about going into the into WrestleMania and winning a championship. And I don't know. It's it's a it's a ooh, it's a difficult line to to you know. It's it's a weird. I don't know. It's just. Uh, it fucks up a lot of plans and without people right now are like, ah, you know, they'll, they'll still have their match, but in the long term, it fucks up the the storytelling yeah. aspect of it. I myself don't want to see it being defended in the rumble. Cause then you got a mixture of raw and SmackDown superstars in that match. So like yeah. if, for, if for some reason, a SmackDown person wins, then what they just get automatically go to raw, I guess with the world title. Um, yeah. I think bottom line is if they realize Seth can make it to Mania and have a match with Punk, they just keep the title on him. Like, I know what you're saying. Like, it, it's, a, it's a working man's title, but Seth has been busting his ass with that title for the last almost year at this point. So I don't think it would be that big of a deal. Like, not storyline-wise, but just overall like just push it push it until mania 
and you always have the option to Damian Priest has the money in the bank contract. So if you realize <laughs> weeks and weeks ahead of time, like, okay, we don't think Seth is going to make it. You can always have Priest cash in or something or whatever, but it, there's a lot of sources out there saying that he will be ready for Mania. Keep the title on him until then. He doesn't have to have a match. Like, I don't think it's that big of a deal to give him... He can still show up on shows and do promos and stuff, I would imagine. Just don't put him in any match. Like, the Rumble, he doesn't even need to be at the Rumble. As of, like, before his injury, I don't think he was even scheduled for anything at the Rumble anyway. Uh, At Elimination Chamber, that's still over a month away. If he's ready to do anything by then, who knows? Just get him to Mania, get the title off of him at Mania, and then after Mania... He can go off and, you know, take a break and rehab whatever he needs to rehab. Because he's been going hard. for. I don't think he's... The last serious injury he had was his... Uh, what was that? That 2015 where he was out for like seven or eight months? Yeah. I don't think he's been gone. Like, he's been going ever since he came back from that. Wasn't that like a knee injury too? Yeah, that was the ACL. Yeah. So he's been going for like six, seven straight years since then. And a lot of people i think this is a similar injury to what he had in 2017 when he was doing his story with triple h and he still made it to mania i think they just didn't put him in any matches until then well he came back that was the thing he came back like in february for the triple h stuff yeah yeah because it was january it was the exact same time that this injury is happening now no he came back from injury at that time so he was already healed up. They just played it up as if his knee was still a little fucked up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like his injury, they found out about the injury in January. And then like he healed up and rehabbed pretty quick or whatever he had to do. And then he was back in February, like you said. So this could be a similar situation. But I thought you said he was gone for seven months. I don't think we're talking about the same injury. <laughs> well, he's no, only I'm- had one injury. <laughs> No, he had a he had a uh, MCL injury in 2017. Remember when Samoa Joe attacked him, and his uh, there was like a segment where he came out to confront Triple H, and Samoa Joe attacked him, and during the scuffle he uh, tore his MCL or whatever, and he would come out on like crutches and stuff like for a while before Mania. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, it no, wasn't that serious of an injury, but he still made it in time for a match with Triple H. Right. And a lot of sources and whatever, they're saying this is the similar injury to which he sustained back then. I mean, yeah, I guess. It just depends, you know? It just depends on, on, on where where the timeline of, of his injury and, and when he starts rehabbing and, and, and getting everything fixed and cleared to go because you just never know. You know, that's the thing. Yeah. I that's just that's the match I want to see. Like selfishly, I just I want to see Punk and Seth. I think that's the match to do. Anything yeah. other than that is going to be less than in my opinion. Even if they um pivot and maybe do Punk and Drew, which that would be good. It's just it's not the same. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but at the same time, that's why WWE right now has a roster full of guys that can take the ball if 
someone goes down, you know? Like, there's viable candidates. Selfishly, yes, we want Seth and Punk, but if it comes down to Seth or to Drew and Punk, I'm okay with that too because they've built it up. At this point, CM Punk has confronted almost everybody that he needs to confront. Yeah. (laughs) You know? So it's like those matches can easily happen. And it's just it's just a little bit of a switch of the story, but but we know the real life I don't want to say animosity because I don't know how much animosity there is if they're willing to work together with uh with Seth, but like you know, uh, I think just people want to see it because of the comments that Seth made more than anything else. Yeah. Like yeah. if I'm Triple H and they tell me the doctors say, Hey, he'll be ready for mania. I'm keeping the title on him, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep going forward with my plan. <laughs> so the doctor goes, Triple H, hey, yeah, <laughs> hey, <laughs> he's good to go. He's earned it, man. I just, <coughs> I think he's earned it more times over. It's just like isn't like isn't this supposed to be Triple H's first WrestleMania that he's fully in control of? Yeah, and I. Th- if I were Triple H, and if I if I were Triple H, and I was the person deciding, okay, which match deserves to go on last, Roman Reigns or Seth Rollins? And if you really want to show not just the audience, uh, the fans, but also the people in the back. That it's a new company, it's a new person, uh, you know, taking control over it. Then you make the you make the last match, the the match that everyone's behind. That's Seth and Punk. Go back back to when Vince thought logically and not monetarily. The last match at a WrestleMania was Eddie Guerrero. And Kurt Angle, right for the WWE Championship. The last, no, the last match. Yeah. No, that was like in the middle of the card. Wasn't in the middle of the card. The I last was- match was the triple threat with Sean, Triple H, and uh, Chris Benoit. Yeah. Fuck. Never mind then. I guess Triple H. Uh, I guess uh, Vince has always thought monetarily. Never mind then. <laughs> but because uh, like if like the, the that triple threat match. I really didn't care about it that much. Like when I when I go back and watch it, it's a great match. It's a fine match. But the one that I'm and that you can tell the audience is more invested in is the Eddie Guerrero Kurt Angle match. Mm. And it's like, which story I've always been in the philosophy, the best story, the best feud, the best whatever goes on last. Right now, Roman if you put him in there with Cody, it'll be fine. It'll be just like last year, but it's not last year. It's this, this is round two. Don't give a fuck. I give a fuck. Like obviously, when the time comes and the match happens, I'll give a fuck. But does it deserve that night two end of the weekend main event spot? I don't think so. You know, because then again, we're doing you're doing the same thing that Vince did a couple years ago when. Triple where where The Rock and Cena were the main event two times in a row, mm-hmm. and it's like 
First you advertise first you advertise it as once in a lifetime, which I understand why it's the main event then. But then when you do it again the second year, <laughs> once in a lifetime, kind of feels like I've been robbed. <laughs> yeah. Kind of feels like you hoodwinked me. And then you also have uh and it's just again the factor the fact of the matter is that we already saw this match. Do I want to see it again? Like, how many times has Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns headlined WrestleMania? Too many, in my estimations. Well, Roman, especially at this Ro- point. Yeah, especially with Roman. Uh, There's too, too many WrestleManias for Roman and and Brock Lesnar in the main event. I just if there's a different outcome with Roman and Cody, then fine. Cody can finally finish his story, and we can move on. <laughs> but um, yeah, I agree with what you're saying. Like the same people main eventing you know, consecutive years in a row, especially if you're going to those WrestleManias, like say the people who went last year saw that match, they're going to go again this year and they're going to see the exact same match again in person. Like, I don't know if I'd want to do that. Uh, Uh, I wouldn't. A, it's, like I said, my philosophy has always been the best story, the best feud, the best heel and the best baby face go on to main event, the actual main event of WrestleMania. We're in a weird, precarious situation where Seth and Punk, depending on who you ask, that's going to be a more interesting night two, end of the end of the, end of the weekend match because who does the audience root for? Who does exactly. the audience care about more? Right, those fifty-fifty audiences are a lot more fun than like a Roman and Cody match because you know most people are going to be on Cody's yeah, side. Yeah, everyone's going to be on Cody's side. There's going to be those few in Philadelphia who are going to be like, "I always liked this. I always liked Roman." Yeah, they're going to be throwing <laughs> up them ones. Yeah, they're going to be like, well, "I always liked Roman, even when I booed him when he won the Rumble." <laughs> I always liked him, but <laughs> but um, yeah, like I think yeah, the the fifty-fifty crowds are always more interesting. It's just it's always. Rock and Austin. That's exactly this is the one thing I I think of because Punk and Seth remind me of Rock and Austin back in the day. Like they have they have their fans. Um, you know, at this point in time, they're both baby faces. I think I think it's an it would be an even split crowd. Um, that's just why that would just make it so much more interesting. And like, look, if Seth has to relinquish it. And at that point, I just, it's going to be, you know, he probably won't be at Mania. I don't know. Like, he won't be in the title match. But. Or it just depends what the plans are. Creatively, yeah. yeah. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm Triple H, he, he's probably going to do whatever he can to get Seth to Mania and make that match happen somehow, some way. And I, I've, li- I've been listening to like other podcasts and, a lot of people are like, well, you know, Seth and Punk can still happen. If it doesn't happen at Mania, they can, you know, they can do it at like SummerSlam. And I'm like, they could, but it's not the same. That's not the same as WrestleMania. Like Seth literally came out and said, I've never walked into WrestleMania as champion. I've never <clears throat> been in the main event for the title. Yeah, he cashed in, but that's kind of like, eh, it's not the same. It's not, it's not the same. Punk, his whole story is main eventing WrestleMania. So you got two guys right there. One, one story. So it would just be disappointing. I'm hoping for the best. I'm interested to see how this all plays out. Um, it just, 
Freaking out about it, man. So I've been, th- so I've been thinking about freaking out. Think I'm having anxiety, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, like it's, it's one of those things, man. Where like I, I honestly, like I think everything will be fine. But if Seth can make it back, that should be the main event of the weekend because people are going for that match. People are going to see CM Punk's first WrestleMania back. No one's really going to see Roman Reigns or Cody Rhodes again. That's a nice consolation prize, or that's a nice extra bonus, the fact that you're getting that again. Um, but it, you're not going for that match. You're going for Punk and Seth. Like, if if my Twitter has anything to say about it, if my like tw- Twitter timeline, uh, like the most I ever see people uh, tweeting about anything, it's about Seth and Punk, Seth and Punk. Roman and Cody, it's kind of like we've seen this dance, we've seen this movie before. Uh, you might not even get Roman and Cody because you got to factor the Rock into all that too. And then you factor in the Rock, and then it's like <sighs> the question is: Do you put the Rock in a main event spot at WrestleMania on night two? end of the weekend and he hasn't earned it or he hasn't, I don't know. It's just, it doesn't feel right. Yeah. And you're putting the rock in a not so great position because the second you announce that match for night two, fans are going to be like, Hmm. So Seth Rollins, the guy who's worked all year, got injured somehow managed to get, you know, get healthy enough to to go to WrestleMania. He still doesn't get the main event spot. He still doesn't get the the actual main event spot. Like I don't care who you are. Two nights of WrestleMania, there's still only one main event. Because that last match at night 1 feels more like a to be continued, right? It never feels like the main event. It always just feels like all right, this is the last match of the night. For the weekend, for for uh, for Saturday, but there's tomorrow. This feels like a like you know in those TV shows where there's two episodes, and it says to be continued. That's what it feels like. It doesn't feel like a main event, right? And so, to and especially because of the relationship with Seth Rollins and Triple H, I don't know how it is now, but you would hope that you see the hard work he's put in. You see the fact that CM Punk does big numbers. You see the fact that just their interactions alone garner all this attention, all this media attention, all this from podcasters, from old, you know, former WWE superstars who have their podcasts, all that shit. That shit's that shit stirs more things up now. Like like when you go on YouTube, there's more people talking about Punk and Seth right now. And they haven't even interacted since that first confrontation. But they're talking more about that than they are Roman right now. And Roman's been on TV the past couple weeks and nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> yeah. You know, and there's going to be a fatal four way at the rumble. Nobody gives a fuck. Like, I'm almost like, I don't care. Get me to the rumble. Get me to the rumble match to see if CM Punk wins, to see if Cody wins, to see if whoever the fuck wins. But right now, no one's paying attention to Roman, you know? And <clears throat> at, at, at a certain point in time, 
people cared about Roman or whatever he was doing because that was the only focus Vince was putting on was Roman. So, of course, that was the most built-up thing. But what happened once Triple H got his hands on, on, on Roman? He, he let Sami Zayn in. And suddenly we're like, huh, we kind of care about Roman a lot. We kind of care about this bloodline story a lot more. That's when I started watching a lot more because I'd kind of fallen off of WWE. And I was like, you know what? I'll catch some clips here and there whenever I can. But I really wasn't paying attention. And then they let Sami Zayn in. Triple H, the first, the first move he made once Vince McMahon was like, I got to retire because <laughs> it's time. <laughs> sure, Vince, it's time. Uh <laughs> But the first movie does is, okay, Sami Zayn has teased that he wants to speak with Roman. Vince was never going to let him. It was just a little funny thing to add to the, to the segments for SmackDown. Triple H is like, hmm, let's see what happens. Let's just do a one shot. Let's just see what, what would that look like. And they let it happen. And suddenly the bloodline story and you know how I feel about this. I've said it on this podcast, and we've, I've said this in numerous you know, conversations we've had off the podcast. That's when the Bloodline storyline cemented itself and became one of the hottest storylines, one of the hottest bookings, whatever you want to call it. You know, because, and this is another thing, it's a storyline, like, there are podcasters out there. There are people who, who, who work for WWE who are like, we don't call it storylines. That's a Mark thing. What do you call it then? Booking a show is called storyline. You're, you're writing for television, so it's a storyline. If, if this is an indie show, yeah, you're booking shows. You're booking wrestling matches. You're booking whatever. But if, this is a telev- if it's televised, it's a storyline. Anyways, that's my little tirade on that part. But that's when the Bloodline storyline cemented itself and then i actually gave a fuck and i was like oh fuck i gotta watch smackdown now i can't miss it now i gotta watch or at the very least i gotta keep up on the youtube clips and watch every youtube clip that i can of what's going on on smackdown what's going on with Sami Zayn, and then what happened that became the hottest story Sami Zayn became one of the top baby faces uh, uh it's it's pro- that story alone produced a lot of things. Jey Uso, that made Jey Uso like once they added Sami Zayn, that made Jey Uso. Like before, you were like Jimmy and Jay, they're the, tw- they're, the, they're the twins, they're the same guy. Once you added Sami Zayn to that mix, suddenly Jey Uso started to kind of become his own guy. Suddenly, you're like, oh, that's Jey Uso. And that's Jimmy. Like, you could start telling them apart differently. You know? You could finally start telling them apart. If you're a hardcore fan, you knew who they were. But that storyline started to make them seem like individuals rather than just a tag team. Yeah. And so once they inserted Sammy into the whole Bloodline story, that and when the Usos split off and, um, you know, went head-to-head with Roman and Solo... But then some stuff happened after that, and you know Jimmy and Jay, done. Yeah. But I think it was a good move to split them and put them on two different shows because now they're both shining as solo uh, stars. Jay, I think more so than Jimmy, but I mean it doesn't matter. They're finally <coughs> showcasing themselves as single stars, 
And I think it's been so far a success. Well, right now, even now, Jimmy has, again, now that Jay's on Monday nights, Jimmy has, his character on SmackDown has evolved too, to where when he first turned on Jay, he was just like, oh, I turned on my brother. But now it's, it's kind of like this funny, like, like uh, when, whenever he talks to Roman and Roman kind of just ignores him, he's like, all right, who's like, <laughs> like, it's just funny. <laughs> like he's, a, he's like the annoying little brother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's the annoying little brother. And so now he's, he's, he's got a, a, a defining characterization of who he is. So now whenever, and I'm assuming Jimmy is going to be in the Rumble, that moment when Jimmy and Jay face off, that's going to get a pop. Like, and that's all under Triple H. And my hope is that Triple H understands that I got to give this stuff to the people who have worked hard. Like, yes, I have shareholders. I have all these people that are like, oh, like, what, how can we make this the biggest WrestleMania? It's still going to be the biggest WrestleMania if you put The Rock, Roman, and Cody on night one. It doesn't change. A f- it doesn't change it. You know? Doesn't it, that to me? If if they put that match on night one, I'll give Triple H props for having the balls to do that. But if that match goes on night two, main event of night two, end of the weekend, I lose a little bit of respect for Triple H because again, Seth Rollins has worked his ass off. Absolutely. Whether I like him or love him or whatever, like you know me, like. I like me some Seth Rollins, but his character right now, eh, it, it, it doesn't grab me. It doesn't, it doesn't grab me. He grabbed me a little bit. He, 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 he hooked me in a little bit with that promo uh, with CM Punk. But then after that, it's been the same old song and dance, and I'm like, oh, man, something needs to happen. It's like they've just been killing time until they get back to Punk. And Seth. That's what it feels like, yes. It feels like, that ha- it feels like we saw the real Seth. And then he went back to, you know, just skipping in, <laughs> skipping in the fields. Like, oh, well, that's the thing, too. Like, just like <laughs> what you just said, like, he gets a lot of, uh, like, flack for his character and um, just not really changing anything up too much. And he's also been overlooked, I feel like, especially compared to Roman. Like, he's there every week, you know, busting his ass, defending that title. And yet... I think more attention gets put on Roman, even when Roman's not there for like two or three months at a time. Um, so I'm hoping Seth gets his moment. Now let me ask you this question. <clears throat> T- say they do night one with uh, Roman and Cody, Rock and Rome, whatever iteration of the match they end up doing. Triple threat or solo? Triple threat, yeah. If Seth cannot do Mania, what main event's night two? Like... Say Punk is in the main event. Drew and Punk. Got to give it up for, for Drew. Right now, the most interesting person on Monday Night Raw that has been there every week, Drew McIntyre. Every time he comes out and cuts a promo, every time he has something to say, I understand his character. I honestly, from, like, if, if, I, was a, if I was just a regular person and you asked me to watch this show, and Drew McIntyre comes, does his spiel. I'm like, I understand that guy. I get it. Like, I've, I've, I've had things 
taken from me. I, I've I've been screwed out of something, and, and 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 somehow this other person, you know, who screwed me out of this, they're getting all the praise and shit. And I'm like, what the fuck? What's going on here? Like, right now, the most interesting person on Monday Night Raw that's in the main event scene is Drew McIntyre. I'll tell you what. If there's... If nobody walks into WrestleMania as world champion, they do some kind of like tournament or something, and then the finals take place at Mania, and it's Punk and Drew, I'd be a little split because yes. you want CM Punk to win, but then you also want Drew to win. Exactly, and that's another thing. I'm glad you pointed that out. That's going to have the fans even more split than Seth and Punk. Like you're going to have them uh, split because of. Of the personalities, Seth and Punk. But you're going to have CM Punk and and Drew McIntyre split even more because of how much fans understand Drew and are like, yes, you do deserve that win. You do deserve that title. And then CM Punk's like, you do deserve the main event of WrestleMania. You have long overdue have needed a match at WrestleMania, the main event. like Because it's funny. And and CM Punk gets a lot of flack for this, but I don't I don't understand it. CM Punk gets a lot of flack because he wants to be in the main event, the main event of WrestleMania. Everybody's criticized him over the years, like oh he didn't get his WrestleMania main event, but he worked. Well, you should be happy you worked Undertaker. It's like yeah, that's not my goal. My goal is to main event WrestleMania, just like everybody else's goal. How come everybody else can have goals? They're not criticized, but I have a goal of wanting to be the last match on on the card, and suddenly I'm the bad guy because I want to have the last match. There are people whose goal it is to be on the main roster. Why shouldn't why shouldn't they just be happy they're in NXT? You know, or there's some people haven't won the WWE or World Heavyweight Championship. Oh, you should be grateful that you're in the main roster. You don't you don't need the world title. You don't need to you know have the goal of wanting to be WWE champion. Everybody has their set goals. It's not a bad thing to have goals. Mm-hmm. That's his goal. Just like Cody Rhodes' goal is to win the WWE Undisputed Championship. Like, like he even said it in the press conference, which is hilarious. He's like, that's a nice title that Seth has. It's not the title that my dad held. or like, It's not the title that I want. Mm-hmm. Well, why isn't it? A title's a title. It's a world heavyweight title. What's the difference? They have goals. And so the fact that CM Punk says, I want this main event spot. And now Seth is like the most deserving person to at least get one main event WrestleMania spot. And somehow the universe has put these two together to create magic, to be that feud to put them in that main event spot, uh, and, and you can't argue the facts that it'll be the most viewed match of the weekend. Like, I'm sure Rock and Roman and Cody, if it's a triple threat, will get a lot of views. And, of course, it has The Rock. But but the, the blood feud, let's just call it that, the blood feud between Punk and Rollins, the back and forths we're going to see, like, it's it's going to be magic. And... If Triple H has the foresight to see that, doesn't think with with dollars and cents. 
because you're already going to get the dollars and cents. You're already getting paid for it on Peacock. Like, you don't get any more money if more people tune in. Right. Like, Peacock has already bought the rights. Like, you've been paid. At this point, it's just... At this point, it's just, I don't know, like, egos. Like, if Rock comes in, it's like, I got to be main event night, too. It's like, well, we told Punk he'd be main event night, too. And then The Rock tries to, you know, pull out his dick and, and be like, yo, like, this is what I want. And see him, like... I bet you, and this is going to happen, maybe. I'm not saying this is going to happen, but if this was a scenario, if Rock came in and said, I have to be the main event of night two, and CM Punk said, wait, hold on, you told me I was going to be the main event of night two, who do you think think the fans are going to be more mad at, Rock or CM Punk? Uh, if it was me, I'd I'd be more mad at the Rock. Me too. I see it's hard. I don't know. I think people would be split, but but here's the difference. CM Punk is gonna be there after WrestleMania. Yeah, the Rock isn't. Who does that help more, CM Punk or the Rock? It doesn't it doesn't hurt the Rock. It doesn't help the Rock. None of you can have the Rock the first in the first match of WrestleMania. It doesn't hurt Rock. If anything, it gets people talking. WWE opens up with the Rock. Like how you'll get you'll get a lot of buzz from that. Anything the Rock does in WWE doesn't hurt him. Because at the end of the day, he's an actor now. Yeah. Like you think you think Hollywood's like <sighs> Rock. You were in the middle of the uh, you were in the middle of WrestleMania. You were in you were in the end. Oh. We're going to ask less money whenever we want to do movies with you. No. <clears throat> I think it's pretty rare for The Rock to get mixed reactions nowadays. But with the, this whole thing with Cody. It's going to happen. I uh, People are so behind Cody right now. They have been for, you know, the, uh, the last year at least. Actually, probably since he came back two years ago. And they're going to see it. They're going to see that The Rock just walks right back on, back on in. Like, if say they don't do Roman and Cody at all, and Cody's in some other match with no title, then I do feel like The Rock will get, at the very least, mixed reactions. And yeah. people might turn on him. I'm counting on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to happen. Um, you know, that will hurt The Rock. Because suddenly you're like, well, hold on a minute. People are booing me. Like, the triple threat does not make sense. It's got to be one-on-one, either Rock and Roman or Roman and Cody. Yeah. Um, so, I, don't, I really don't know what you do. That's, and like I've said on this podcast numerous times, WrestleMania is not the end goal for, for Cody. That's not finishing the story. That's a, that's a, nice, that's a nice bow if you want to win it at Mania. Like, winning the title at Mania is a bonus. But it's about winning the title and defeating Roman. It's funny that you say that because a lot of it's kind of split because there are a lot of people out there who think it does have to be WrestleMania. Do you think it has to be Roman though? Too like, do you think? Um, it depends. Does it have to be Roman? No, because <clears throat> again, I go back to Cody Rhodes saying, "I'm here to finish the story." It was never about beating Roman. It was never about WrestleMania. 
It was always about winning the title that his father held for the brief few seconds that he had it. Whatever incarnation it is now. The WWE Undisputed Universal Championship, which is the combination of the WWE Championship and the Universal title. That's never been the actual goal, which is to win it at Mania uh, and beating Roman. Winning the title is. Like, does it matter? if Like, let's say the triple threat happens. Let's just say it's a triple threat. And Cody pins Rock. The, the booking of that doesn't matter which way you book it. The audience is going to react to Cody beating The Rock. Like, if Cody pins The Rock, that's a huge moment for Cody. That's, that's, a, that's a nice, you know, as, as they say in the biz, it's a nice rub for Cody. I like them rubs. You know, he beat The Rock at WrestleMania. You can't say that. Not a whole lot of people can say that. You beat The Rock at WrestleMania. To win your first WWE title. Now, you have Roman in the mix and be like, hold on a minute. Roman takes a couple months off, per usual. (laughs) (laughs) Per usual. That's why he's never injured. (laughs) You know? He takes a couple months off. He comes back and he's like, and like Triple H said, there's never an end to the story. The story always continues. Now the story is, well, you never beat me. Beat The Rock. You never beat me at Mania. It could be SummerSlam. Who knows? Wherever, the, wherever SummerSlam takes place this year. I think it's in London? Or was that this year? They haven't announced the location for SummerSlam. But, um, yeah, but, like, anyway, so the story now is Cody Rhodes feeling like is he a worthy champion because he didn't actually beat Roman he beat the rock so is he truly a worthy champion and that's again think about the promo battles that you can have with that think about you know all these segments that we can have with rock and or not rock with R- Cody and Roman on Smackdown it's it's just another continuation of that feud cuz if Cody beats Roman what happens to Roman afterwards? He's been beaten. What happens? Like, he can't come out and say, you didn't beat me. He can't come out and be like, you got lucky. Because he pinned Roman. At that point, you kind of need Roman to go away and do something else that has nothing to do with the title. But if you want to keep him in the title picture, you kind of have... You kind of have to have him lose the title without getting pinned. And that doesn't take away from his, how many years are we on? Three and a half as champ? It doesn't take away from that. If anything, it solidifies the fact that he was such a dominant champion. You had to beat The Rock. Like, you didn't beat him. You beat The Rock, which is a nice, you know, milestone. But you didn't beat the champion. And that makes him even bigger. That makes him even more of a heel whenever he comes back. And he can dangle that in front of Cody. Like, the, the storytelling... Again, people... People think about everything as if it ends. Nothing ever ends. It's a continuation. Mm. It continues. 
There's going to be a, it's not like WrestleMania happens and there's no more WWE. This is it. You're never going to see Cody again. You're never going to see The Rock or Roman again. We're packing up. Monday Night Raw, Friday Night SmackDown, we're done. <laughs> we did everything we did. We did everything we could. We've done all, we've done all the storytelling. Like, no, it continues the night after on, 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 on Raw. I like that. I really do like that. But I also have another scenario in my mind. And I think I talked about this last week. Roman, because we're talking about the Fatal 4-Way. Roman, I, part of me thinks like Roman cannot lose the title without being pinned. Yes, beating The Rock would be very like historic for Cody Rhodes and probably be more of an impact. But this reign that Roman has been on, like say, maybe I'm going the opposite way here of what you just said. Cody beats Roman in that match if it is a triple threat. Roman goes away for a while. Rock goes back to doing movies or whatever. And then Roman comes back after, like, a few months, tries to get the title back, he loses, and that's, like, the downfall, the final downfall of the blood, the bloodline. Maybe Paul Heyman doesn't see anything in Roman anymore, and without the title, Roman means nothing. So Paul and Solo, you know, turn on Roman. Solo becomes the new head of the table for the family. Since, you know, Roman's no longer champion. So, you know, what's, 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 his, what's his deal now? You know what I mean? Like, I think Paul, Paul Heyman is going to be the final nail in the coffin at some point. So there's so many ways you could go. I'd rather see a one-on-one for the title, though, whether it's Cody or Rock. Yeah, I think... <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Like, there's so many scenarios, and you you can't have your cake and eat it too. That old saying, and it's it's tough, you know, because you have Cody who has been on a roll since last WrestleMania, who's been there every week. Hasn't lost momentum with the fans, with the crowds. Like, every time he comes out, it's a huge pop. Adrenaline in my soul. Something, something, something Cody, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> um, he hasn't lost that, uh, that connection with the fans. He hasn't lost that, uh, the, the, the reactions. Everything is still up here. So, it's, it's a rough spot to be in. If you're Cody Rhodes right now... This is a rough spot to be. If you're Cody Rhodes and CM Punk, it's a tough spot to be in. Yeah. And there's only one man to blame, and that's The Rock. <laughs> I don't... Look, it's interesting. This road to WrestleMania just got more interesting. Um, I'm going to say one last thing about the Seth stuff. I'm hoping nothing but the best for him. I hope tomorrow night is a little bit of a swerve. Maybe they want us to believe that he's coming out to relinquish the title when he's really not going to. So, hoping we still get that Punk Seth match at Mania somewhere or the other, and then, um, then you have hopefully your night two main event right there. I'm hoping night two, not night one, night two. Night two. That's what I'm saying. 
Give it to me, mines. Run, Mahomes. Run. <laughs> Got the football game on in the back. Um, yeah, I mean, it's all... <sighs> the thing with Seth is unfortunate. And, yeah, like, I just hope that... Uh, Fucking gender mall. <laughs> Gender. I mean, that was it. Wasn't on gender. That was that was. All I know, but yeah. just a random title match with Jinder Mahal did yeah. it. Not the War Games <laughs> match. Not the War Games. Not anything else. No. It's always the. It's always the most randomest things. It's never like yeah. It's never a high spot. Um, it's always. It's always the thing that you do a hundred times, and this one time it just didn't work out. Um. Yeah, I don't know, man. If he comes out with tears in his eyes and he's crying, you know it's over. <laughs> you know it's over. Leave the memories alone. <laughs> so that doesn't change your outlook at all or at the rest. Like if that match doesn't happen and we get something else, that doesn't change your outlook on like the whole WrestleMania card. Like depending on where they go. Depending on where they go. You can make an argument that Drew deserves to have that main event because his was kind of stolen from him because of the pandemic. Mm. So that's another thing on top of that to add to it. Like, I think if, that's the only if, other way to go. If Seth isn't going to be at Mania, you have Drew fucking double down on his promos and be like, I need to be the main event of, my, of WrestleMania because I was in the main event or I was in the main event but there was nobody here. There was no crowd. It was in a warehouse. You know, you can hear the fans going on. You, you got to have them double down. Or at least I would have, or if I was Drew, I'd double down on that. So that anytime The Rock mentions about main event in WrestleMania, you get booze. So that WWE is forced to put Drew and Punk in the main event. Yeah. Because I again... Agree. I'm sure this has come up in his contract negotiations or in his discussions. He wants to he wants to main event WrestleMania again. I'm sure he's like, "Hey, I did just solid. We did WrestleMania in a warehouse. I want my moment." And again, perfect opponent, CM Punk. Here's another guy who wants his moment in the main event. You this is the this is the one time where I'm okay with people using CM Punk for their career advancement. <laughs> you know? Cuz it works out. Right like like if you're if you're Drew, if you're if you're Seth, you're thanking God he came back cuz now you have a chance of being in that main event spot. Like imagine if Punk hadn't come back. Could you honestly look me in the eye? And tell me that Drew or Seth would even be close to being in the conversation as being the actual main event of WrestleMania. Um, probably not. Like, there's there's a percentage there, ten percent. I give them ten percent. There's a ten percent chance they're the main event. Well, because they'd already done the Seth and Drew stuff too many times already. Like at the end of last year, exactly. So I wouldn't want to see that again at Mania. So like. But I'm not talking about both of them in the main event. I'm talking about either or. Oh, I see. I you thought know. you were saying them in a match together. No, just event. either of them in the actual main event of, of WrestleMania. Um, like, there was no discussion. Like you, I don't even know who 
Seth's opponent would have been for WrestleMania if CM Punk hadn't come back. Who would it be? Jey Uso? Maybe? But he's another I face. See, I don't see it. It would have to be a heel. So it's like, who? Well, I mean, CM Punk and Seth are both faces. And that's, yeah, but that's it's, the it's, plan. But it's different. It's different. Because CM Punk's coming back with a lot of animosity between him and Seth. It's way different. Yeah, I don't know, because you don't really have a lot of guys on Raw. So that's what I'm saying. Actually, you don't really have a whole lot of guys on SmackDown either, if you think about it. That Fatal 4-Way, those are the four like top guys on that whole SmackDown roster. So like, if they're not in the Rumble, like who the hell from SmackDown is going to win the Rumble if like Punk or Cody don't win? You know what I mean? So yeah, it's just it's just I think you're right. Like I don't see anybody other than Punk. Like I don't know who Seth would have been in the main event against. Yeah. Like that's the thing. It's like cuz cuz if you do if you run it back again and do Cody and Roman, that's going to be the main event. Or if they don't run it back and they do Roman and Rock, that's for sure going to be your night two main event if CM Punk doesn't come back. CM Punk comes back well, now uh, everything's a little uh, up in the air now. What are we talking here? Because we know CM Punk. We know his goal. We know Cody's goal. We know Roman's goal. We know Rock's We don't know Rock's goal, but we know Drew's goal. We know Seth's goal. Rock's goal is just to be the head of the table. I don't think he cares about the titles. The title, whatever. Yeah. Um, I guess you could have done Seth and Cody, but... Again, the world title is not what Cody wants. I mean, if anything, I'd be ha- if I was the Rock, I'd just be happy that people want to see me in a match with Roman. I'd be like, okay, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Does it have to be the main event? No, I don't care. A lot of things could like that's the thing. Like, see, like John Cena came back, faced Austin Theory in the first match of Night One. It was Night One, right? I'm pretty sure it was Night One. Wait, what did you just say? Stop. John Cena came back. Oh, John Cena in theory. Yeah. yeah, that was night one, I believe. That was the opener. That was yeah. the opening match. That was the opening match of the whole weekend. Like, and I'll, I'll say this. It wasn't a great match. No. Um, I don't know who you blame on. <laughs> I don't know who you blame on that one. Uh, it was an all right match. It wasn't a great match. But, but for me, if John Cena can do that, and if he can put his ego aside and be like, Okay. I can open the weekend. Why can't The Rock? Yeah, well, I think the star power between the two are a whole lot different. Oh, uh, because John Cena had already been not right now. They're they're kind of on equal footing now. Like right now, John Cena and The Rock they get the same pop. John Cena gets that crowd reaction. What was it that Bully uh, Ray says? Uh, there's the reaction to your music, and then there's the reaction to you coming out. Cena and Rock have the same reaction now. When you hear Cena's music, you cheer. But then when Cena comes out, you cheer even louder. So now it's on it's equal footing now. Like it's and, and, and you ask me, the Rock stock has kind of gone down a little bit. A little bit. The stock, maybe I agree with you on, but I kind of I disagree with uh, John Cena and The Rock being on the same level as far as reaction. Because John Cena comes back here and there and has some matches, but like The Rock has been gone for 
When's the last time he was on? Was it that Fox debut on SmackDown or whatever? No, it was a couple of months ago. No, I'm, I mean like before that. Before that? Uh, yeah, People that. haven't seen The Rock, at least not in the wrestling world, for yeah. five, four or five years. So I think it's a little different. But I do agree that, you know, The Rock, I don't know. They have a lot of curveballs they can throw at us between now and WrestleMania. I mean, yeah, <laughs> this, is, this is Triple H's biggest test right now is how do I juggle all these egos? Because you can't sit here and tell me that Drew McIntyre, Seth Rollins don't have egos. Because if, if, they, if they didn't, fuck, they wouldn't have anything to complain about. You know, or they wouldn't have anything to talk about. But these are guys with goals. These are guys with drive. They're going to have egos, just like CM Punk. Everybody's got an ego. John Cena's got an ego. The Rock's got an ego. Everybody's Cody's got an ego. Like, why? Like, that's the thing. That's why I don't think Cody has re-signed yet. Like, I think they're still trying to reach a deal. Drew, I don't think has re-signed either. They're still trying to reach a deal. Uh, I I think so with Drew for sure. I don't know about Cody. Yeah. I mean, it looks like he's on the cover of the new video game. So I'm I'm thinking he's a pretty good. Uh, there's a pretty good chance of him being locked to a new contract by now. Yeah. So, like, to me, it's like, like, I don't know how much they make. But I'm assuming it's in the seven figures right now. Two, three million, maybe, is the max or the lowest. If someone told me that I, I was be, I'd be making $3 million and then they come back with me and they're like, okay, uh, how about we pay you three to four million this year? I'd be like, okay, that's cool with me. But imagine if someone, like, uh, and this is just a hypothetical number. Cody Rhodes is like four mil- three million, four million. I want ten million now. I'd be like, well, hold on, buddy. <laughs> ten million. <laughs> like, it's like your ego's getting in the way at that point. But it's like you're making millions of dollars. Like, how many more? How much more money do you need to make? Mm-hmm. Like it. I don't know. Like, I guess I've never been in that position, but like, I would imagine, and maybe it's just my simple mindedness because my ego, I have an ego, but it's not to the level of like, I need to be making X amount of money. My ego is like more about the, do the things that I produce, are they good? Are they not good? Are they better than other people's? Can I be better than other people's? But it's never about money. Like, I'd love to have tons of money i just don't have a set price i don't have like a i don't have like a, i need to be making 10 million dollars like if someone offered me a million dollars i'd be like hell yeah yeah i'm cool with that <laughs> i i already live on the bare minimum yeah. and i live pretty comfortably on the bare minimum yeah. so you're telling me i get a million dollars that just means that i got i'm gonna go fuck around money right <laughs> and so yeah like we ha- everybody's got an ego and and I just wanted to bring this up because it's been it's been being brought up again uh, with CM Punk because of The Rock coming back and possibly moving their match to night one. It's been brought up like, oh, Punk has an ego. Who the fuck doesn't have an ego? The The Rock left because he has an ego. He's like, oh, I'm done with WWE. I'm gonna go be an actor now. That's ego. Mm. 
Like, did you guys forget why The Rock left WWE in the first place? It's because of his ego. He's like, I'm probably going to make more money acting. It's all ego. Everybody's got an ego. I'm sure if if we dove deep into you, you probably have some kind of ego. I don't know what it would be about, but you probably have an ego. Maybe. About something. I don't know. (laughs) Trucks? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Who's got the best truck? I'm not one of those guys. Uh, (laughs) But I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure if we if we dove up if we dove deep enough, you know, we all have egos. Uh, about what we don't know, but when it comes to WWE and wrestlers, there's only a couple things that your ego can get in the way of: money, championships, and wins, mm-hmm. or putting someone over, or whatever it is. I have no idea. So to me, it it seems simple enough, and we've said it numerous times. Put Seth and Punk as the last match of the weekend. Please. That's We're begging you. Yeah. Like, that's what people are talking about. If if for anything, like the... It, it's CM Punk is controversial, no doubt. But I think the majority of people look at Seth Rollins and they're like, you know what? If anybody need, deserves or has earned this main event spot, it's him. Regardless of who he's in the match with, Punk is definitely makes the most sense. Yeah. And that's the money match, like you said earlier. Every, that's the match everybody wants to see. And uh, I need some good news in my life. And I want it to be confirmed that Seth is going to be fine and it's going to be CM Punk and Seth Rollins at Mania. Night, Night two. two. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> here's the thing. Business is business. Everyone, what was it? Um so I think I heard it somewhere. It's like uh, when it comes to to money and stuff like that. It's like it's not the it's not about what you deserve. It's about what you negotiate. And if CM Punk negotiated a main event at WrestleMania, let him have it. Yeah, you know. Um, and, it, and that's true. At that point, like these are these are guys that are being paid a ridiculous amount of money to fake fight in their underwear. I say fake fight because it is fake fighting. It is, but shit still happens. But shit still happens. I mean, look at what's going on with Seth right now. Exactly. But a ridiculous amount of money. I think you let the audience dictate what is there and what is their biggest anticipation going into WrestleMania? Punk or Cody finishing the story or finishing what they started? Which yeah. one? We saw how it ended with Cody last year, so we're not that kind of we're not like, hmm, is this gonna be the year? At this point, we're kind of like, if it happens, awesome, but. It might not happen. It might not. I mean, they're, yeah. the, he's getting pretty close to beating that Hulk Hogan record. They might just go through with it. Exactly. But CM Punk, he, he's an unknown quant- quantity or he's an unquantifiable variable when it comes to this year's WrestleMania because he could lose, he could win. Either way, it'll be shocking depending on which way it goes and if it's Seth. If it's, if it's against Seth, I think he'll win because I think... Seth if it's just, against Drew, that's an interesting one. Because again, either way, audience, audience, especially in Philly, 
it's going to be a raucous crowd. <laughs> it's going to be. Philly's going to be like, you know what? Drew deserves this, but it's also Philly. And they're going to be like, well, you know what? Son of a bitch, CM Punk did it. He came back. He's in the main event. Yeah, we want Punk to win. We don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, oh, man, it's just, it, it's an embarrassment of riches, we always say. Yeah. That th- this is the problem. The problem is how do we how do we book a show that's already going to be great? You know, it's the opposite of Tony Khan's problem. <laughs> Tony Khan's like, how can we book a great show? How do I book? How do I even book a storyline? You know, yeah. How do I book a storyline? Like, <laughs> you should probably take some online classes, like Booking One Hundred and One <laughs> for beginners. <laughs> what, what's that? What's that little book? Uh, booking for Dummies. Yeah. <laughs> Dummy. Tony. Yeah. Con- Tony Khan's on the cover. Yeah. He is he is that little stick figure the, the dummy. Um, oh shit. Um yeah, I man, I don't know. I I'm hoping for the best. WrestleMania is still going to be great, I think. Um go ahead and uh, you want to talk about the rums? We'll talk about yeah. the rums in a second, but there's two pieces of news that came out about in the middle of the week um after we recorded the last podcast. Which is up, which is up. Um, so it was the rapper uh, DJ Who, I think I think that's his name, DJ Who or something like that, who came out with uh, Swerve. He was in the back. He was in the gorilla position when the whole incident went down with CM Punk and Hook, and he says that. Um, that the Hawaiian dude was trying to get things under control and to and told Punk to 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 go out there and, and wrestle. He's like, let's go out there and wrestle. The Hawaiian dude, Samoa Joe. Yeah. yeah, that's what he called him. He didn't call him Samoa. He's like the Hawaiian looking dude. Um and then oh, that's out. <laughs> um but uh he said that, and then he said that uh Tony Khan was yelling at CM Punk. Saying that you ruined this, you ruined this, <laughs> and it made me laugh when I heard that because I was like, I can picture Tony Khan yelling like like a little kid, "You're ruining everything." <laughs> oh yeah, he all he does is yell when he talks. Yeah, and then um, but then Samoa Joe was asked about it, and he's like, he's like, look, it was not even that kind of a fight. Like it was like I. Like, uh, like he's like, I, I can't even tell you that anything crazy happened because it, nothing really happened. Like, I pulled apart Punk and Hook, or not Hook, my bad. Hook, I, I said Hook. It wasn't CM Punk and Hook. CM Punk and Jack Perry. My bad, guys. It's 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 been. I didn't even catch that. <laughs> yeah, I said Hook. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a day. Um, but yeah, but the fight between uh, Punk and 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 uh, Jack Perry. He pulled them apart, and he said, and he told Punk, "Hey, we, let's go out there and wrestle." Which we already know that it was already confirmed that that Samoa Joe was the guy who kind of calmed everything down and was like, "Hey, let's get let's get out there and and, uh, and do this thing," you know. Um, and so, yeah, like, and then Jack Perry came back last weekend, I think, and he had the little armband that said scapegoat. Which you can kind of look at it like that because I honestly believe this is my conspiracy tor- this is my conspiracy talk thinking out loud, but um I think 
Tony Khan was looking for a reason to fire Punk. And, or at the very least, looking for a reason for him to let him go. And the whole thing with Jack Perry came out, came about, and it was perfect scapegoat to be like, well, he got in a fight with Jack Perry. So that's why we let him go. But I think Tony Khan was looking for a reason. I honestly believe this is the conspiracy person in me. Everything that led up to All In, like not having someone pick up Punk from the airport. Uh, I feel like that was all somebody's doing so that CM Punk would blow up in somebody's face. And like the final nail in that coffin was Jack Perry saying what he said on television. But I honestly believe that so, I don't know sure if it's Tony Khan because it, look, you run a multi-million dollar company. You pay a lot of people a lot of money there. You can't have somebody pick up punk that's on your payroll. Well, that's stupid of him because he's trying to fire his biggest draw, his biggest, the biggest star, even to this day that he's ever signed. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, I don't know. That's the conspiracy. Like, look, I'm not saying he's a smart man, Tony Khan. I'm just saying that. Clearly not. That's the conspiracy. That's the that's the conspiracy theorist in me, saying some some doesn't add up here. Something's a little fishy. You know, once once I sat back and kind of looked at the bigger picture. CM Punk having to take the train and not being picked up. Well, was he? Did they let him know about this? Did no one tell him? Why didn't nobody tell him? If that was the case, that nobody was getting picked up from the airport. But then Booker T on his podcast said, "Hold on a second. I worked for TNA and I, and I told them, hey, you book me for a show, you pick me up from the airport." You know, otherwise I'm getting myself back on that airplane and going back home if, if no one's picking me up. Yeah. That's Booker T. TNA. TNA could pick up people. You tell me AEW can't pick up people? Guess not. At least not a shuttle service. Anything of that nature. I'm just looking back at it and I'm like, hmm. Conspiracy theorist in me is looking at this shit. And I'm looking like, I'm thinking. Somebody wanted something to happen. They were egging CM Punk. Somebody was like, I'm not sure if it was Tony Khan or somebody close to him, or maybe it was Tony Khan himself. Like, you know what? We need a reason to fire this guy because I'm paying him too much money and he's causing too much problems, but I cannot just outright fire him. Well, that was a blessing in disguise for everybody, I guess. It was a blessing in disguise. Maybe not AEW because they haven't really done much since. They've signed Adam Copeland, Edge, whatever. I, I, It's just, I thought that it was going to be a bigger deal, but it really hasn't been. I mean, the stuff he's doing with Christian is fine. It's just he doesn't make me want to tune in to watch him like CM Punk did when he was there. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I totally understand that. I agree with that assessment. And, yeah, it just it, it to me, it just confirms that... Uh, Tony Khan doesn't know what he's doing. He's trying to hinder the gender, which if we know the one rule, there's, there's, there's a few rules in life, in, in life, you know, pay your taxes, death, and don't hinder gender. 
You don't hinder the gender. You hinder the gender, you're going to get got. <laughs> you're going to get an MCL torn. You're going <laughs> you're to have a public meltdown. <laughs> but, um, but all right, now let's talk about the Rumble. I just wanted to bring that up because I, I just found it interesting. You know, it came up this week and uh, just made me laugh. Just made me laugh hearing how everything transpired. I did read the Samoa Joe stuff. And if yeah. Samoa Joe's stepping in to uh, do something, like, I ain't going to say no to Samoa Joe. <laughs> no. <laughs> you ain't going to say no to Samoa Joe? No. For show? Sure? For show. Sure. All right, ho. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, uh, All right. Uh, We're on the road to WrestleMania. <laughs> Six more days as of now. On as this of podcast. this recording, yes. Six more days. Well, the rums, the royal rums. Yep. Um, it's a guy crying on TV right now. <laughs> yep. The uh, the Bills. Uh, Bills lost. They ain't going to the Super Bowl. Or at least it's it's for sure that they're not going. That's gonna be my reaction if uh, Seth has to vacate. <laughs> <laughs> Just that gif. Yeah. Oh wow! Look at all the people throwing shit at uh, Mahomes. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh my god! Hell yeah! I love to see. It. I love to see people hating on the on the Chiefs because it just knows that we're doing right things. You're, when you're when we're a winning team. T Swift. It's more shots of T Swift here than at the Golden Globes. Look at, look at these people. Look at them crying like a little booch. Look at them. That's right. We the Chiefs, bit. This is Chiefs Nation. Um, <clears throat> the Rums. <laughs> Bro, imagine if the if the Rumble and and like Super Bowl Sunday was all in the same weekend, bro. I'd be tired. Shit, no I'm kidding. Thank God they're they're like a couple weeks apart. Or WrestleMania and the Super Bowl, bro. Holy shit, I'd be I'd be conflicted. I'd be I'd be watching. Oh, that'd be a, a rough Sunday night for me because I'd be I'd be sitting there watching. We'd be, we'd be there at WrestleMania, but then I'd be watching on my phone. Like, what's what's going on in the Super Bowl? Oh, it'd be easy for me. <laughs> Yeah. Foosball. Foos. <laughs> it's the devil's game, that foosball. <laughs> My mama says. Um, yeah, man, I'm excited. We've been looking forward to this. And um, this might be the most anticipated Rumble match since maybe 2020 when Brock was in there. Yeah. Um, I. Do you want to talk about how things are going to play out. Like, how do you want to go down the card? I mean, I'm not, we're not going to go down the card because uh, I honestly could care less about the card. Uh, we'll talk about the Rumble matches. It's more the Rumble matches. And then I do want to touch on the Fatal 4-Way. You know, um, Roman's winning. That's that's simple. I, I well, don't well, look, there's only two people that are going to win that match. It's either going to be Roman or Randy. And I believe... No matter what, if that match goes on last, I think we're going to see The Rock at the end of the night. Roman could stack up all three of the other guys, retain his title, and then... If you smell... (laughs) (laughs) I think it's going to happen. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I can see it happening. Um, Yeah. Because we don't... Do you think there's still a possibility that that match takes place in Australia and not WrestleMania? I honestly don't know. They haven't announced it. I think they've said that Roman won't be there. He won't be at 
He won't be at Perth, and he won't be at Backlash. Well, that could change. Pretty it could quick. change. They could. He's not advertised now, but it's pretty easy to just be. Or like, this Seth Rollins injury is a blessing in disguise as well, and it might have to. It might. F- fuck. Oscar, he's fucking up his wall, guys. Fucking my wall. It might force WWE to be like, well, we're kind of hoping to have Seth here defending his title in one of the Elimination Chambers. We might now need you, Roman, to defend your title against The Rock. So this might be a blessing in disguise now that I'm thinking about it out loud. Shit. We're not going to have two title defenses from, from, from this week. Going up until WrestleMania? And look, Australia has apparently requested The Rock be there. Whether it's on a match or not, this could be their excuse to be like, okay, Seth can't make Australia. We're going to give him some time off to, you know, recoup. It's, we're, we're doing Rock and Roman in Australia. 5 a.m., who gives a fuck? We're doing it. Yeah. And everybody wins. I've heard this scenario on multiple podcasts. Rock and Roman in Australia. And then Cody and Roman in, at WrestleMania. That's what I would do. Um, but when they were saying that it wasn't going to happen, I was like, well, fuck. You know? So, I don't know. I honestly don't know. If it happens, like I said, blessing in disguise. Because then that means that Rock ain't going to be a mania. He could still be there. He could be there, but he won't be in the main event. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's a tricky... Again, Triple H's biggest task to date as as the creative guy. I'd love to be on fly on the wall in the creative room right now. Bro, like, you know the war room? Like, you ever see, like, a scene in a movie where, like, there's the war room and it's just people panicking? Like, oh, like, they just launched a nuclear missile. Yeah. That's what it's like right now with with Triple H and his writing team. (laughs) It's like, guys... The Rock, CM Punk, Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, <laughs> Cody Rhodes. They're just pacing Robert back and forth. Rhodes. What the hell do we do? What do we do? Somebody give me an answer. It's like, it's like sir, whatever we do, it's going to be great. Yes, I know that already. <laughs> but, but how do we do this without getting everybody mad? I have faith. I have faith in Triple H. He's a very smart man. He's been doing good. Great so far. He's like, God Most damn it. Why can't there be... Why... why Triple H probably like, God damn it, why did I have to get all these people over? <laughs> Son of a bitch. I liked it better when it was just Roman. Because <laughs> it would make a bigger deal if Roman beats Rock and then Cody beats Roman at Mania. Yeah. I think that's the way to go. As much as I would love to see Rock in a match, I've never seen The Rock wrestle. But to make everybody happy, I think that's the way to go. Yeah. I think that's the way to go as well. That's the way to go. Especially right now, like we just discussed, if Seth, is, Seth isn't going to be there, which is most likely. Still a month away, a little over a month away. There's still time. But I still wouldn't put Seth in any kind of elimination chamber match before Mania. No. Yeah. I don't know. It's It will be interesting, that's for sure, uh, to see what happens. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, um... Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's all I can say is I, I hope that this injury from Seth is a blessing in disguise in that sense so that 
we don't have to worry about Rock at WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, but let's let's start talking about the Rumble. Let's do it. Uh, women's. Let's start off with the women's because I feel like this will be the easiest one. Uh, Final four. Who you got? Final four. Final four. I'll tell you my final four, and then I'll tell you who my I'm picking as the winner. Because I have a final four. Oh, do you? It's a juicy one. Oh, I like them. I like ones. Oh, I gotta remember who my final four were. Hold on. <clears throat> okay, I got Bailey. I got Becky. I got Naya. Mm. And I got Liv. Liv? Liv. Liv forever. My winner, Bailey. Yeah. Bailey and EO. You want to hear mine? Of course I do. Here we go. Final four. Bailey, Becky, Asuka, and Kyrie Sane. This is where the turn happens. This is where it goes down. Asuka and Kyrie try to eliminate Bailey. Per orders of EO Sky. Per orders. Per orders. Let me say that again. <laughs> Just in case the people in the back couldn't hear. <clears throat> Final four. It's all those four women. Asuka eliminates Becky. And suddenly we got a damage control three-way dance over here. A menage a trois, as they say, in, 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 in France. Mm. You know, a menage a trois. <clears throat> you know, some the scissor gang, you know? <laughs> the bang bang. The, the bang bang scissor gang. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and so then you have Bailey, and, you know, they're thinking, oh, okay, well, everyone, everything's going to be cool. Everything's going to be fine. We've, we've been noticing, you know, that these women, these. These uh, the the Japanese alliance, as I like to call them, uh, the Japs. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> Japanese alliance, the JA. It was it's it was almost about to be the JAS, <laughs> the JSA, uh, <laughs> the JAS. Isn't that the Jericho Bridge Society? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was about to be. I don't think people appreciate him anymore. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. Um. But um, the Japanese Alliance, or or, or uh, I wonder if they're going to be called the Kabuki something. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but everything's not okay in Damage Control Land because suddenly they start ganging up on Bailey. She's like, "Hold on a second, what the fuck is going on here? Why are y'all bitches attacking me? I thought we were cool. I thought we, you know, go, you know, you punch her, she punches me, and I punch you. like you know how they do in those triple threat matches <laughs> where they just." Punch each other in a circle, <laughs> which I've always thought made no sense. Yeah. Uh, you just punched me, so I'm just going to punch this guy over here. <laughs> We're just going to do this. But um, but Bailey's like, hold on a minute. Like, what the hell's going on? And so then she eliminates Kyrie Sane, and then it's just Asuka and Bailey, and Io Sky comes out, and she's, she's yelling some shit in Japanese, you know, and uh, if I'm Corey Graves, this is where I bring my commentary skills to... to to good use and be like, I think he's saying eliminate Bailey. <laughs> you know, like Corey's like, you know Japanese, Corey. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I took some, <laughs> took some, <laughs> took some classes while I was away uh, or some bullshit. I don't know, but <laughs> just, just the back and forth there. But um, 
but uh but yeah like you you see eo sky yelling some shit in japanese and you th- and you know and and the, on the commentary team you're thinking oh she's cheering both of them on but then you know next week on smackdown the following week on smackdown you know there's somebody who's like we well we translated what she was saying at the rumble she's saying eliminate bailey eliminate bailey and bailey's like hold on a minute you didn't want me to win the rumble I thought it was weird that they ganged up on me, but I let it go because it was the Royal Rumble and every woman for herself. But you don't want you didn't want me to win, and then that starts to break down the damage control. And I would say the the second SmackDown after the Rumble is when they turn on Bailey, and then the third SmackDown after the Rumble is when Bailey announces she's going to face Io Sky. Do you remember that storyline they did with Batista after he won the Rumble? He was still in Evolution. Triple H was the world champion. And Triple H was trying to uh, get Batista to choose the SmackDown champion at the time, which I think was JBL. Jibble? Jibble. And that jibble-ish? Because Triple H didn't want to face Batista. You know? Yeah. Um, and then they were you know, manip- manipulating him and... Talking behind his back, I remember this. There was a there was a backstage segment where Triple H and Ric Flair were talking in the locker room, and Batista. They showed a shot of Batista outside the locker room, listening to everything they were saying. And then Batista, they were talking shit about Batista, and then they went out for Batista to choose who he was going to face at WrestleMania. And then that's when he did the whole thumbs down thing, yeah, and put Triple H through a table. They could do something similar like that with Bailey and uh, Damage. The rest of Damage Control. Dude. Like, Bailey wins the Rumble. There's no, like, dissension yet. Like, because my Final Four, I don't have... What if they Randy Orton her ass? From Evolution, remember? Like, Bailey wins, and oh, they, put, yeah, her, they, they, they put her on, on, uh, on, on their shoulders, and they're celebrating, and then EOS guy's just like... <laughs> <laughs> that'd be even better. <laughs> oh, that'd bam. be great. Yeah, either way. Yeah, that's why I think Bailey's the right choice. You know? And then, uh, and then the music plays. Evolution is a mystery. <laughs> yeah. some, Eos, some. Eos, Eos guy's playing the Triple H. Instead of spitting water, she's spitting the poison. <laughs> spitting the mist. <laughs> oh fuck! I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw a couple surprise entrants in there. I'm gonna say Trinity or Naomi. I don't know. If she comes back, what her name's going to be. Yeah. Um, a lot of people be coming back with their names now. So you never know. Yeah. And then I'm going to say uh, Mercedes Monet. Monet? Monet. Monet. Um, I think if I had to pick somebody, Trish Stratus, Sasha Banks, Naomi. Um, who else? Lita. Lita. Fauxhoe. Cause we ain't gonna we ain't gonna talk about how she attacked Lita. Oh yeah, like we just we just skipped over a whole feud where you know Lita got attacked and nobody knows by who. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. That'd be a hell of a face off there too. You know, um, any, I think anytime they were in the Rumble, they never like faced off. They weren't then there at the same time. And yeah, then, yeah like you said, there's a story there. I think uh, I think Roxanne Perez is going to be in the Rumble again. Yeah, probably some NXT. Um, who else is in? Tri- Tiffany Stratton. Faux oh, show. Yeah, faux show. She's going to be in there, especially with Charlotte gone now. We need we need a blonde bombshell. 
All right, let's call the next blonde. Who's who's blonde in NXT? Well, this is Tiffany Stratton, girl, who's really good. All right, send her up. I'm trying to think of, like, the women. Like, they don't really have Charlotte's out. They could throw Maxine in there. Hell yeah. Zelina Vega. Well, she's already training to be thrown out. Yeah. <laughs> There's a video on, 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 on Instagram. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she went through instead of, like, yeah. over. Uh, Chad Gable's like, uh, it's like, have you ever heard of skinning the cat? <laughs> she's like, no. It's like, he's, like, he's like, all right, Otis. Throw her over. <laughs> She's holding on. She can't get over, but she goes through. She's like, I'm in. She's like, oh, well, that's, a, that's one way of doing it. Um, anything else for the women? Do you want to talk about the men? Um, what else for the women? I don't know. I, I feel it's gonna. I feel like it's gonna be underwhelming. Uh, we'll have fun with it because we always do. It's it's the rumble, but I don't know. I I kind of already. I I feel like my prediction is gonna come true, and that it's it's gonna be those four. If depending on if Dakota Kai is cleared, I would actually say Dakota Kai comes out number twenty nine if she's cleared, and possibly instead of Becky, it's Dakota Kai. Asuka and Kyrie Sane and Bailey as the final four. It just depends if she's cleared. But if she's not cleared, then Becky's the la- one of the final four. I'm going to make note of who we picked just so see how close we get. All right. So my fi- I'll put my final four. Um, let's see. Who did I say? Bailey. Nia Jax. <laughs> <laughs> Becky Lynch. <laughs> As Nate would probably say. Becky Lynch. Uh, who was the other one? Uh, oh, Liv. Yeah. Liv. I have Bailey, Naya. Okay, yeah, Becky. All right, those are my four. And then... And then uh, mine are Bailey, Becky, Asuka, and Kyrie. <clears throat> Bailey, Becky, Asuka... And Kyrie. Yep. Okay. All right. Got him. All right. And we both picked Bailey for the winner anyway. Right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Men's? Let's do the men's. <laughs> See you, bug. <laughs> As your winner? Uh, are, you, are you going to your final four first? I'm going. Okay. Final four. See you, punk. Druzy. Gunther and Cody. And who's your winner? CM Punk. Yeah. Okay. CM Punk, Cody, Drew, Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn? Sami Zayn. <laughs> no way. A returning Sami Zayn. Oh, man. Um, I think, you know what? I think I said this before off air. But I think, depending on what comes out of this uh, face-off between Punk and Cody on Raw, I think they should be the first two entrants in the Rumble and try to make their way towards the end. I think that would be a hell of a story in and of itself. Both guys trying to finish their story. Think of all the face-offs you could have. Punk and a Brock Lesnar. 
punk and a anybody really. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you were just about to name a lot of the whole yeah. locker room. Punk and Kofi. Yeah. Punk and Xavier Woods. Punk and uh, Jay. Punk and Jimmy. Or Cody and Brock. And uh, you know another face off with Cody yeah. and Brock. Yeah. Um, but I think it would be interesting to see how far they could go. And then those would be my last two in the Rumble. Those would be your Cody last two? and Punk before Punk wins, of course. For show, for show. Uh, yeah. It'll be interesting, uh, the men's one, just because I could see Cody winning. Uh, yeah. Like, so, like, it's a rough one for me because now I got to pick. And I've picked CM Punk. And I just hope uh, I just hope he wins. Me too. I don't want to look like a fool. That'll be a split crowd too. If it comes down to those two, it'll be pretty split on who people want to see as the winner. Yep. People um, ain't going to have it. So we had the same except for the last one. I had Punk, Cody, Drew, and Sammy. You had Punk, Cody, Drew, and Gunther. 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 I think <clears throat> Brock's going to eliminate Gunther. You think? I think. Bro, you're nuts. I ain't nuts. You're, you're, you're Coco for Cocoa Puffs nuts. Well, yeah, but I'm also uh, Coco for wanting to see Brock and Gunther at Mania. That <laughs> <laughs> cannot explain. Let's just hope Rock isn't in the Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or else everybody's getting eliminated. Any other year, I would have been like, okay, cool. Not this year. Not this year. Yeah, no. I think uh, no, I think we picked the people that are most likely going to be the Final Four. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I'm excited. And we both have the same winners. Yeah. We think alike. Yeah. Smart, smart minds think alike. Smart, yeah. creative minds. Right here. Hire us, WWE. We think like Stooges. Yeah, we do. You know, WWE, hire us. Well, you're doing a pretty good job on your own right now. So, AW, hire us if you want to actually, you know, uh, get, start getting creative, you know? If you ain't thinking like a Stooge, what are you doing? What are you, what are you Stooging around <laughs> for? <laughs> you know? Get off your ass and start Stooging. You got to Stooge your ass off. If you ain't, if you ain't Stooging... <laughs> <laughs> you ain't stooging, you losing. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> oh man, to- I I would love to have like I would love that at some point we have an interview with CM Punk and he just looks at the name of our podcast like wrestling with stooge like where he's like who came up with this and why I'd be like dude this is this is because this is because of you <laughs> you know yeah thank us man <laughs> you know it's it's you man <laughs> you we we named this podcast because of you <laughs> because of your favorite word stooge all we ever do is talk positive about you on this show that's all we do man we're stooges for you <laughs> you know <laughs> I got your old CM I got your old uh best in the world white lightning bolt shirt hung up in my basement right now yeah signed signed my kid looks at it every time he plays. He does. <laughs> this bouncy castle. My son, my son, my son looks at it for inspiration sometimes. Someday, someday I'm going to take him to his first wrestling event, and we're going to see you. And I'm going to be like, 
There's the man right there. Well, better do it quick, man, because if he's, if he's only got three years on his contract uh, and a whole lot of time. He might have more than three years. Maybe, but you never know. Well, three years is still a while. I still got time to take him. You know? I'd say we should start taking him next year. Maybe. We'll see. You know, he'll be five next year. Yeah. The big five. I'm glad you remember. <laughs> <laughs> of course I remember. You know my son well. Of course I do. That's son of the a The favorite bitch. uncle. I am the favorite uncle. Oh, no, I can't say that. But <laughs> As I was saying it, I was like, oh, no, I can't say that. Uh, whenever, <laughs> whenever you said, uh, you know him well, I was like, of course I know him very well, that son of a bitch. I was like, oh, wait, no, I can't say that. <laughs> you know what's funny? It was actually tonight, Alicia, Alicia told me that uh, she's going to go see a movie with her friend Missy on Friday night, and Theo was in the room listening. And uh, after she said that, Theo's like, Daddy wants to see Oscar. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's exactly what he said. <laughs> He's like, Mommy, go see a movie with Missy. Or Messy. He calls her Messy. Messy. <laughs> Daddy wants to see Oscar. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's funny. That kid, man, he just... He knows. Smart boy. Anything else? I'm trying to think. Um... No, not really. Uh, let me see. All I can say right now is we're looking forward to the Rumble. I think it's going to be a great show. I'm taking some time off work, so I will be going to work right afterwards. But uh, I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, it better be worth it because I'm taking time off. I'm, I'm using my PTO to... Uh, to <laughs> I either got to use my PTO or I got to make up the time by working some six-hour shifts in between this week. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I think it'll be worth it. It'll be worth it. It better be worth it, son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> been saying son of a bitch a lot. Uh, but, yeah, we're, we're excited for the Rumble. It's mania season, baby. Mm-hmm. It's mania season. It's getting hot. Hot and heavy. Hot and heavy, even though it's cold and, and we're shivering over here in uh, yeah. St. Louis. Freezing our balls off. Jesus Christ. In the Midwest. Jesus fucking Christ. The past two days were <clears throat> when I've left work and it is like two degrees, seven degrees. Dude, this is how this is how fucking nuts it is right now with the weather. The other day, it was two degrees and I was like freezing my ass off. Today, when I when I left to go home, it was seven degrees. And I was like, huh. It's a little bit warmer today. <laughs> <laughs> That's how fucked up we're used to this weather is that when it was seven degrees, I was like, hey, you know what? It feels a little bit warmer today. Dude, I couldn't even get my trash cans out uh, for trash pickup last week because my gates were frozen solid. And I tried pouring hot water, you know, to get because I have uh, these the, the gates that I have have like these poles that stick into the ground to make sure the gate is like like you can't even open it. Yeah. So like they were frozen solid into the ground. I finally got them unfrozen today. Because it was a little, it was a little bit warmer, <laughs> so I kept the. I'm keeping the poles out of the ground so I can open my gate up to get my trash out this week. Um, but yeah, we're supposed to get some more ice tonight into tomorrow. So I, uh, I drive for my job, so I might not even be working tomorrow. Who knows? Because they don't make us go out on the roads if it's that bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm. <clears throat> 
we're on the road. We're on the road to WrestleMania, like you said. I'm we're slipping and sliding there. Uh, you know, we're, we're gonna get there. Uh, hopefully gonna... in one hopefully in one piece. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that always reminds me of uh that one time uh like, I wanna say it was the Rumble. I think it was one of the first times you came over to watch uh wrestling over here. I think it was the Rumble. And we took your car to uh go get some food and it was snowing. And we, like the snow was getting higher and higher, and we're like, dude, we're not going. <laughs> if we make it back to my house in one piece, we're, <laughs> we're gonna be. This is gonna be the luckiest we've ever been because it, we were literally <laughs> in your car. That crappy uh, Nissan or whatever. Yeah, and we're just like, I, I was like, we're not coming back. We're, we're we're gonna get stuck somewhere. Thankfully, we got back in time, but yeah, it was very doubtful for a few, mem- <laughs> few we've moments. Had, we've had some close calls on this. Uh, this journey of uh, uh, friendship and wrestling and dude, yeah, insane. It's been fun. It's been worth it though. It's been worth it. It's been worth it. Uh, but a little uh, some some housekeeping um, before we uh, officially sign off. <clears throat> uh, all right, <clears throat> Glory Pro Wrestling live at the Casaloma Ballroom in St. Louis, uh, February eighteenth for Anniversary Seven. So it's the seventh year anniversary of Glory Pro Wrestling since it started. Uh, so you don't want to miss it. We've got uh, Dan the Dad, uh, Magnum DD, Cody Lane, Warhorse, Laney Luck, Mike Outlaw, Raheem De La Suede, Tootie Lynn, and Steph DeLander. Um, that's February 18th at the Castleoma Ballroom. Uh, those are just a few names. There's more people going to be on that card. You're not going to want to miss it. Trust me, guys. Uh, if you knew what I knew... <clears throat> You'd be booking your tickets now. Uh, front and second row are nearly sold out. Uh, general admission. Uh, make sure to get your balcony, reserved balcony seating. Uh, those are very limited as well, so they're almost they're going to be sold out any minute now. Um, but general admission starts at twenty five dollars. So get your tickets at gloryprowrestling.com. And then, <clears throat> guys, uh, we're doing a double header in March, March sixteenth and seventeenth. At the uh, South Broadway Athletic Club, Glory Pro Wrestling presents Road Warrior Cup. Guys, this is huge. We've got a tournament-style tag team tournament-style matches uh, for the Road Warrior Cup. And, I mean, these are just a couple names uh, to throw out there. PME, the new guys, the premier uh, and then we have uh, Mansoor, Mansoor, and uh, and his partner. Oh my God, why am I blanking on his name? I feel so bad. Uh, but he he was Mace in in WWE. Mansoor, Mansoor, and Mace. They'll be there as well, um, making their Glory Pro debut. And then on March seventeenth, we have Cody Lane. Laney Luck, Warhorse, Dan the Dad, and Tulian, and all your regulars at Glory Pro. So two days of wrestling. Guys, this is like you're you're getting your bang for your buck. You know? So make sure you get your tickets uh for that as well, because I mean, two days of wrestling, South Broadway Athletic Club, you're not gonna want to miss it. Trust me. And then finally, uh head on over to YouTube.com. And uh, and and subscribe to Ethan Page's 
uh, YouTube channel because we just released, or he just released, the very first competition episode of Fat Food Fest 2 uh, with some of your favorites like Warhorse, Xavier Walker, Jake Something, Cody Lane, Ethan Price, uh, Swoggle, uh, just to name a few, Ethan Page as well. Guys, this is one of the funniest things I've watched. I was there. I filmed it all, you know, so, you know, shout out. Thanks, uh, Ethan Page, for, uh, for, for letting me hang out and film the whole thing. Uh, but it was Jesus Christ. Like, it was the funnest I've had. I couldn't stop laughing while we were filming it, you know, calories were eaten, egos were tested, and there's a champion. There's the first ever highest calorie champion, and the only way to find out who it is is to watch, you know, so make sure you're tuning in to that. Again, uh, Fat Food Fest 2 with Ethan Page, Dylan uh, Swoggle Postal, Dan the Dad, um, Jake something, Rohit Raju, Xavier Walker, Cody Lane, Ethan Bryce, uh, the list goes on and on. So make sure you're you're watching on YouTube. It's up now. Uh, leave a comment, subscribe to this channel, leave a comment and a like. And if you started watching that episode or that video, let Ethan Page know that we sent you there. Uh, so yeah, that's it. Uh, that's all I got for you, um, Tim. Tell them, tell them whose game it is. What do we say? What do we always say on this podcast? Stooges out. <laughs>